0: What you heard, don't care what you heard. I'm taking it all because I want the world.
1: Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Alright, what is going on, everybody? Uh, welcome back to another episode of my podcast Unleashed. And this is actually my first video podcast, which I'll be doing a lot more. And we actually have a special guest today, which I'm really excited to talk to you. Because this guy is amazing, he's a very young entrepreneur he uh he does he's got a lot of things going on he's a really busy person uh so would you like to introduce yourself
0: yeah uh my name is prateek gandhi uh people call me pratt uh so i am 26 years old Uh, i run a entertainment business from party buses to djs now i run a full swing uh real estate firm here in houston texas um you know just a little background um I started my first business adventure at the age of 12. I started DJing at the age of 12 and that's what kind of got me into the entrepreneur mindset and uh, you know everyone always questions me like you know how, how did you do that at age 12? Uh, pretty much just had a vision and I went for it. So uh, before I get into the kind of details, I want to kind of give you a timeline of how I got here uh so at age 12 uh, like I said I started DJing my uh, neighbor called me over for his birthday party and uh, I I had no experience in DJing he just called me he knew I was good with some equipment like electronic equipment so I came over there with just a laptop and I connected to his like stereo speakers and just played on music you know just soundtracks like literally off the iTunes playlist and I was playing good track Tracks and he they all enjoyed it, they loved my selection and um paid me 75 dollars for like four hours, you know. Mm -hmm. At that, you know, right now that's not much money, but at that time as a 12-year-old, I was like, Oh dang, that's my first pay, that's awesome. And uh it was funny after I left this party the week later, I got another neighbors uh calling me for the same exact thing. So I was like, Oh, this is pretty cool. And he was like, I'll, I'll pay you a hundred dollars. Come play music. I, I love the same exact selection. You played at the, um, the other neighbor's party. And uh, I did that. And I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta figure out what this is. What type of business is this? And I looked it up and I was like, this jockey and uh, there's actually a whole full swedge uh, business for this. And um, so I l- looked into it more, see what equipment I would need. And um. No, of course, I didn't have much money. I had like a couple hundred dollars I made from the gigs that I did the past weekend. So I bought my first piece of turntables. It's like a beginner's version, like it's like probably like by three feet, by three feet turntables. Um, and I just bought that and started messing with it, I understand how to mix songs on a very basic level. So I started doing more house parties. Just I would just take my laptop and my new turntables and go to different house parties and you no know, made 100 200 bucks here and there which was still pretty good money at that time but I really wanted to go big. Like I've always been uh, in that mindset of either go big or go home. So I was like I got to figure out how I can buy all the equipment I need. I want my own like speakers, lighting, like just be a professional DJ. And the first thing I did was go up to my dad. I was like dad like I need a loan. And he was like, how much do you need? Five, $10? I'm like, no, I need like $10,000 to start this thing off. And he just started laughing. And he was like, you know, why don't you just focus on school? And then we'll figure that out in you know, a few years. So I kept bugging him for weeks. And he kept saying, no, no, not right now. And then um, after showing him a few weeks that I was actually going to these house parties, showing him the income I was bringing in and showing him a full uh full swing business plan about what I plan to do with the money, what equipment I'm buying. Uh, He was like, all right, you know, let's go to Guitar Center. That's the place where you buy all the equipment. Let's check it out. So I took him there and I showed him, like, I told him to visualize all his equipment, him hiring me as a DJ, and seeing if I can produce the same as a professional DJ. So he was like, no, I believe in you. You know, of course, your dad's going to believe in you. But um, so then pretty much I pulled emotional game. I was like, hey, dad, like, really just trust me. I'm your son. <laughs> just trust me. And my dad was like, all right then my dad, he's the same mindset. He's like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Right. He gave me a $20,000 loan and he let me buy literally everything I needed to start this professional DJ business. And then from there, you know, we bought all the equipment and I started getting booked like every weekend I was DJing for weddings, birthday parties. People love the music selection. They, they loved the quality of equipment I had. Like everything was perfect. Um, So I was like, man, I'm getting overbooked now. So I started hiring other DJs to kind of get my overflow events to so I can kind of get a cut, uh, you know, a cut with their pay. So I was making more income and then I added more services. So I was doing well. The first uh, year or two, I was bringing in money and I was like, all right, I want to do more. So then I looked up, uh, party buses. That was like the next thing in entertainment. It's like a mobile transportation, kind of like a club, but you're, you're in a party bus. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, uh, looked into party buses and at this time I had my own money saved. I paid off my dad already in the first uh, two years. Uh, so he was happy about that. So I had some money saved and, Started looking at party buses, and I found one party bus for ten thousand dollars. I was like, "Man, this is actually pretty cheap," uh, and I went for it. Uh, bought it with uh, two other friends that went in with me, and the first event day, the bus broke down. Obviously, found a bus for ten thousand dollars, yeah. So, it, well, I had a lot of issues. So we had to literally take it to the mechanic shop like 30 times and man, I was exhausted taking it to the mechanic shop, getting it fixed and it broke down again. So my partners decided to kind of sell the bus and get out of that business. And, um, I did, luckily we didn't take a huge loss. I mean, we bought it for $10,000. What we lost like some, some money in the mechanic, uh, mechanic shop. But outside of that, um, you know, I, I wasn't really satisfied. I was like, I'm not going to give up because I saw the clientele that was still coming to us to book the bus. It's just we didn't have a quality bus. So I didn't give up. You know, I, I started researching for more buses and uh, nicer buses. And I flew all the way to San Diego, California, and I found a beautiful 20-passenger bus I had nice lights and it It was it was a perfect marketing material to get your clients on that. So I flew out there and bought the bus, transported it to Houston and got the business started again. And I'm telling you this, that was the best move I ever made since then. You know, I turned that one bus into producing a six figure income itself. So just from that one bus, I started by scaling to two more buses and ever since then, it's still running today. So that's probably my one of my proudest moments that I didn't give up. And I just kept pushing, you know, just like how I kept pushing my dad to give me the loan. Um, the first time around, I kept pushing till the party bus business worked and I wasn't done yet. You know, I was still you know running the entertainment. I threw a lot of parties, hosted events uh, opened a full uh, full swing entertainment company with DJs, event coordinators, we had dancers. We had the full swing of services for the clients to choose from. So I did that throughout high school and then got into real estate. I lo- started looking into uh, becoming an agent and, um, you know, that was the first step of me creating uh, a legacy or uh, wealth creation for me. It wasn't just being an agent. It was just that vision that I created. I've always loved homes. You know, everyone needs a roof over their head. So I was like, this would be perfect. I can be an agent, still still market myself as an entertainer and sell homes. So I got my license joined a team where I met my business partners. Um, you know, later I you know, bought into the company and um, we started a full swing. Investment company. Um, so, after like a year of being an agent, I, I didn't like it so much because it's a lot of uh, cold calling involved, uh, which is a very key uh, component of real estate. You know, you got to go through all that to understand the business. Um, so, I became an agent, was an agent for a year. And then I was like, all right, I'm more interested in the investing side. You know, how do we build these homes? How do we flip homes? So me and my partner started an investment company. And that investment company, we started flipping houses. Uh, we started acquiring apartment complexes, started building homes, um, pretty much this full swing. And, um, you know, we started flipping homes. And uh, after the first house, obviously, I was out of the capital. Like we put literally everything we had in the first house. And we learned a lot through construction itself. One thing about real estate is no construction. If you don't know construction, you will get burned in real estate. So um, after the first flip, I learned a lot of lessons. I made mistakes through, you know, hiring the wrong people. So I was pretty much out of money after the first deal. Uh, I was like, how do I scale this business? And then I started looking up, uh, there's this uh, program called Bigger Pockets. Very, very good uh, educational platform. Uh, They taught me a lot about how to find the right deal, how to get the capital needed, which is a key com- component. Like raising capital is probably the best thing I've ever learned. And I just learned that through my own connections. Like just from being in the entertainment field, I was able to create a, a lot of different connections. And because of that, I was able to bring that to real estate. And, um, you know, like I said, raising capital is key com- component. My first deal, I raised a couple hundred thousand dollars for another flip that I was working on and that one really successful because all the mistakes I made on my first flip, I was able to correct those for my second flip and so on. So my investors were really happy. Uh, I mean, first few deals, I didn't really try to take a cut. I'm trying to push as much as profit towards my investors so they can get a good track record uh, with me. And they decided to do another one and another one after that. And then they started referring uh, other friends families so people were giving me money I didn't even have to call up people and they were like calling me like you have any o- opportunities so I started raising a whole bunch of money and um, the first year we you know started flipping houses I even got into my first new construction project I uh, started building homes And then after that, the next year, I started raising 10x what I raised the first year. I'm talking about in the millions. So I was starting to build homes all over Houston. I built over 100 homes so far in the Houston area. Um, I've acquired multiple apartment complexes. Um, So raising capital was like a second nature to me. Like this past year itself, I raised $15 million uh, by myself for doing these projects, like no money out of my own pocket, hundred percent OPM. OPM means other people's money. Damn. Um, so I started leveraging my connections from my previous businesses to bring them here. And you know, I kept, I kept pushing through, even though like, I'm not showing that every little detail, of uh, what happened, I had a lot of pushback. I had a pushback on investors. I had pushback on deals. Uh, but I didn't stop. One thing that kept me driving was the vision I had. I saw myself in five, 10 years at a certain spot, and I kept going. And I think that's number one thing I've learned uh, from my experience through real estate and entertainment is that if one thing doesn't work, find out why it didn't work and fix it. You know, there's, there's a answer to all problems. And that's what I believe in. And that's what I call myself. I just call myself a problem solver, even in construction, real estate or entertainment there's always an issue and you just got to solve it and that's every day live by that and you'll you'll be more positive you know you're not going to crash down if something doesn't work out there's always going to be a situation where something doesn't work out but you got to just be in the mindset where look it's another problem i can solve this and keep going and that's how i was able to kind of produce so much in a short period of time like i'm 26 i I have about $40 million in projects right now. Uh, I just, I just hit about 80 units in rentals about our 80 unit rental portfolio. We're going to hit about a hundred units by the end of the year. And uh, I'm looking to get to a thousand units by in the next 24 months. So that's my goals. Um, you know, keep, keep your goals big, always keep them big. Even if you can't hit them every time, but reevaluate but keep big goals that's a that's an important key factor right there and just keeping pushing yourself and getting to those goals um I mean that's uh pretty much a good timeline of my history (laughs) Uh, so I know there's a there's a lot of detail I mean there's a lot of problems I face like in terms of some people didn't believe me because of my age like especially when I was like 18 to 20 years old uh when I was entering real estate a lot of people were like oh you're so young you don't know it's all about knowledge. If you know what you're talking about, no matter what your age is or w- what situation you're in, your knowledge will be your key fortune. And that will that'll close a deal for anything. So always put your effort in, um, I guess, educating yourself on whatever business or whatever you're proposing to anyone, you know, mm-hmm. so...
1: So you said a lot of good things in there. So I wanted to kind of yeah. go back and break it down a little bit. Yeah. So, so when you were uh, in your DJ business, yeah. uh, did, you, did you have anybody giving you business tips or was it just you learning on your own and you were 12? You said you started, right? Yeah, 12 years old. Okay. So when you uh, went to go look at that party bus, how old were you when you first bought your So now bus? I was
0: like 50, 15 years old when I got, yeah. got to buying the party bus. Yeah.
1: Okay. And, and so would you say you were a natural business person or was it kind of like you were just kind of started off with an idea and then the idea grew and then you kind of just started growing from there or what, what was the the progress like as a business mindset?
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously I wasn't a very natural business person, but I would say I just never stopped. I, I was obsessed with the idea and just kept going with it. Um, You know, I, I didn't stop till I figured it out or I was dead broke. <laughs> I was kept going. I just kept going until I figured it out. So that was my key key point. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you just kind of learned everything on your own, just by having an idea, going through experience. it, Lear- learning from. Damn. Yeah. So no no from business experience. advice, no nothing. No uh no like I
0: didn't believe in mentorship. I wish I did. Mentorship mm-hmm. is very important. Uh, especially now. I have multiple mentors. Uh, kind of helping me out. But if I knew that back then, I would have been in a different situation. But of course, we learn from experience, uh, but I would always uh, let all the younger generations know, like, get help. You know, there's nothing wrong in getting help and asking questions. The more questions you ask, the better it will be for you. Mm-hmm.
1: So real quick, because before we continue on, um, yeah. we were talking a little bit before, and I said that one of the main reasons why I wanted to do this episode with you was because we weren't taught in school, obviously, how to do mm-hmm. business, how to do investing, how to make money, how to grow it, you know, all this type of stuff. So just a little bit of practical for people who, let's say they're, you know, the nine, typical nine to five, um, employees, nothing's wrong with that. But yeah. let's say they're like, obviously, a lot of people dislike their job and yeah. they don't know how else to go. Uh, they don't know about business. They don't know how to invest, how to start. So just a little bit of basic, what is investing and what makes a good investor? So investing, uh, there's different types of investing, right? You could be a
0: passive investor. You could be an active investor, uh, passive investor. You could be like working a nine to five job and be a passive investor. And uh, pretty much what makes you a good passive investor, I would say is doing your due diligence, making sure that the investment you're putting into, like whatever operator you would be hiring is knowledgeable, has a good track record, good experience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just says morals and principles are are good that match up with you because you're you're kind of getting married to the person, especially when you lend money out. Um, you want to make sure you're lending the money to the correct person because you're pretty much creating a, a marriage between uh, between y'all. Um, as an active investor, like I would be counted as an active investor since I raised capital and I'm the operator as well. For me, it is very important communication. To be a good investor, you want to communicate with your investors at all times. Let them know what's going on, especially if you're raising capital. If you're just doing with your own own money, you know it's it's not. Um, I guess it's easier on yourself. You don't have to worry about it, but at the same time, you can't scale as big without uh, investors or the the option of having more capital on hand. So being a active investor is very important to analyze a deal make sure uh check your due diligence and also check the due diligence on the investor make sure he's a credited investor uh you want to make sure he's an investor you want to work with because i mean everyone has money there's a lot of money out there but you don't want to work with every single person because you know sometimes it might not match up with uh, some of the principles you all have or you all think differently so it's just like kind of when you're getting into a marriage like you want to make sure you have that connection because you'll go through a lot of ups and downs. You know, there could be delays in projects. There could be uh, different projections that come into play. Uh, a lot of different factors could come in play. So you want to make sure that you're in it together and they are, both parties understand each other. Um, and that's how, like, you know, I've been very fortunate. That, like all my, uh, all my projects have been like 100%. I've never been in a situation I was not able to pay someone back. I made everyone pretty good returns overall in uh, all my years of uh, investing. So that was, you know, I was very fortunate about that. But you know, I'm not saying that it always is like that. You know, there's scenarios where you have delays. So you want to make sure you're communicating everything to your investor. And those are the key elements uh, like on a basic level. Obviously, there's a lot of a lot of detail into analyzing a deal, why a deal is good and why a deal is bad. Um, Understanding that is the most important thing. Um, So I would put most of my attention on raising capital and deals. Those are the two factors. Um, And when you have the deal, you automatically have the capital. There's, like I said, there's so much money out there. Like if you're a good person and you propose the best deal, money will just come walking up to you.
1: So let's get some practical advice for business. So let's mm-hmm. say someone wants to start a business. They have an idea. They have you know, something they want to work on, some project or something like that. What yeah. are some things you would give the average person who is kind of like, I don't know if I should start the business just yet. You know, like, I-, I don't know. I'm too scared. What about this? What about that? What are some things you wish that you knew before starting a business? And what, what advice uh-huh. would you give to a person who wants to start their business, uh, you know, but they're kind of scared yeah. to take that jump? So number one thing I
0: always tell myself is there's no tomorrow act like it's only today's a day. So execute. That is the main point. Like I know we have a lot of ideas, a lot of thoughts, especially uh, when you're younger or older, you have different factors, family relationships. Uh, So you're like, you're planning it in your head, but never happens. So first thing is just execute as soon as possible because the faster you fail, the faster you're going to be able to correct those uh, issues, and the faster your business will be successful. Um, so those are things that you you need to make happen. Just get 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 rolling. You know, get get into the business, start that business, whatever it takes to get that business started, make it happen. Um, and I guess you know another advice to especially younger younger crowd is education. You know spend money on yourself on getting educated like self-education um you know don't don't listen to people who say like oh i don't want to waste money on this course or that course uh, i'm not telling you to spend like fifty thousand dollars on one course i'm like if it's minimal amount of money spend it so you can understand even if that course didn't teach you anything you had you're you're creating i guess a risk tolerance for yourself for your business as well oh you You made the risk of investing in a course. Yeah, I probably didn't get you the return you wanted. But now you understand the process of investing in yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's one important thing.
1: Okay, so there's something you said right there that that I actually want to talk a little bit more about. It's a felling, right? Because yeah. everybody sees failure as this bad thing, because obviously I think that goes back to school, you know, you fail, you get a yeah. bad grade, you know, you're maybe you're, you, you start thinking you're, you're not that smart or, you know, school kind of punishes you for failing, which yeah. in life, like that's the best way you said, as you learn, you have to keep failing, you have to, you know, move yeah. forward, you have to learn from it. So yeah. when it comes to failure, like, what is your uh, advice? You said just, just keep going through it, just keep learning, just, you know, take what you learn from that mistake and then apply it to you know learning how to you know move forward in a better more enlightened way right yeah so i would say the best word is fail forward
0: Mm -hmm. like as long as you're failing forward you're good you're you're you know you're learning through the experience you're fixing your mistakes but if you're failing and staying in the same spot that means you're not fixing your mistakes, you know, or you're, or you're not aware of your mistakes where you're making mistakes. So I would say always uh, be aware of where you make your mistakes. You know, analyze what you're doing on a day-to-day. Analyze, you know, your uh, your profits, your expenses, all parts of the business. You want to analyze everything that goes in and out so you understand. Um, so that is very important. Um, as long as you're fixing your mistakes, you'll always move forward. And I'm not saying then you're done. You're going to have more failures to come. And the more failures that happen quicker, the faster your business will grow. So, you know, be ready for failing on a daily basis. Like I, uh, I was just telling you earlier, like, man, I, I just, I'm I'm addicted to failing because I want to fail as many times so I can better myself, make, make my business better, uh, make uh make myself better as a as a person so that's that's what I look forward to every day hmm.
1: so if someone wants to get involved in real estate investing mm-hmm. where should they start from and what are some things they should know especially about the difficulty of it wise before they start begin real estate investing mm-hmm. like talk about the benefits to of real estate investing as well for the people who don't know uh what that might be yeah. So real
0: estate investing is, I would say the best type of investment class, because it's a tangible asset. First of all, so your money won't ever disappear. As long as you're analyzing the deal at a, you know, even if you're someone new, you'll know how much, how much you're buying it for, how much you got to put into it and how much you can sell for it. It's just basic math, right? As long as you just follow those rules, it's going to be the best type of investing, especially if you go into like rentals, like a, a rental, having a rental home or apartment complex anything, anything that creates passive income is the best type of investment, I would say, is that you're creating a legacy. Um, just, I, I don't want to go too deep into the rental side of real estate, but say, for example, I, I have a six unit apartment complex, right? It's a small apartment complex, nothing Nothing too crazy. Nothing that no one can afford. Say, I bought. I bought one for uh, just recently. Actually, I bought a. Uh, it was a five unit. Sorry, it was a five unit complex. I bought it for two hundred and eleven thousand dollars over here in Fifth Ward of Houston, Texas. Not the best areas, but it produces a lot of income. It, it produced good income, and that's what you look at. You look at numbers. You're not trying to move in yourself, so don't look at like the cosmetic. Uh, appeal to the building. Look at okay, is it bringing in a good income? Are the tenants comfortable? Are they paying on time? If that's so, you're in a good spot. So, that deal I was talking about, I bought it for 211. I had to put about $70,000 into upgrades. They they needed new windows, you know, some new plumbing, uh some repairs on the roof. So I put in a good amount of money to just get it up to par. And um, I got the rents to increase uh, about $30 a door. And just because of that small increase, I was able to go back to the bank and refinance at $480,000. So I was able to pull back all my capital that I injected and some more. And now my my complex is still cash flowing. So I have now the money that I need to buy the second apartment and it's still cash flowing. So think about if you do this 10 times, now you're just creating passive income over and over again. So after a certain point, you know, if you're making say 10, 15, $20,000 a month, you know, you're pretty much financially free. You know, you wouldn't have to work for someone. You won't have to do anything. Um, And I mean, sky's the limit. You know, you can have thousand, 5,000 units of rental properties and, you know, be a multimillionaire in rental properties. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a lot of options. And number one thing I've learned is education. So just, just learn the process, go, Go uh, learn from people who've done it over and over again. And I wouldn't say just go to one person, go to multiple people. Everyone has a different strategy because real estate is all about creative financing. It's all your own script. So you can take for a little bit from here, from there and put it together and create your own script. So that's one thing I would point out.
1: So one thing I like about today in this information age, you know, with all the technology advancements that we've had, is there, yeah. there are uh, so many ways to make money, especially online, you know, obviously a lot of people yeah. are moving more towards online. So, uh, one things that I, uh, I did when I first started, I guess, I don't know if you want to call it real estate investing, but, uh, uh-huh. what do you think about Airbnb? Cause that's a popular option as well. Like, um, about five years ago, when I first moved here to Las Vegas, that's pretty much what I did. And it paid for pretty much all the rent. Cause I started seeing like people renting out space in their kitchen you know, just for yeah. somebody to come over and spend the night here. Yeah, is it? <laughs> yeah so that's what you,
0: freaking crazy. That's what awesome. Do you think
1: yeah, about I, Airbnb, yeah, so I was going to ask. So
0: my, my intake on Airbnb, so I have some Airbnbs as well over here in Galveston, Texas.
1: So uh, depending on your
0: location, what attraction you have in your areas, it's an amazing investment. Um, so again, it's all about the numbers, right, and the target market in that area. So if you have that target market you're looking for and, it can cash flow, then that's that's all that's all you're looking for. Investment, real estate investments is all about how you can make cash flow and le- it's leveraging the right the right capital needed. So, pretty much anything is a good investment. I mean, I I know people who, um, like you said, right now, kitchens, uh, have basements. They make uh, even the houses they live in. The, they had a guest bedroom. They'll freaking rent it out for a weekend or two, and make some cash flow. So there's sky's the limit in real estate you can kind of figure out a way to make cash flow any way you want in a real estate asset
1: yeah and that's something i think we, i would advise for anybody who maybe wants to get like a little taste of what real estate investing might be you know just yeah. if you have an extra space in your house if you have a garage that you're not using uh you know just be creative with it like you know like we said the kitchen space people are actually paying yeah. they, just, they just put bunk beds in that and then people stay in that um but other than that so a lot of people They try to do things by themselves a lot of the times, you know. Mm -hmm. So I wanted you to talk about the importance of a team. Um, How important Um, is a good team for you and what can they do for you and how important is a team to your success? So I would say
0: my team especially, uh, I give them all the credit because without them, I'm a puzzle piece to the team, right? They're a puzzle piece to the team. Without the whole puzzle, you're not complete. So you need the right team in place. You need the right realtors, the, the right, um, what do you call it? The uh, construction crew, uh, the, You need the financial background. So whatever your team consists of, whether it's real estate or a different type of business, you need a team to scale. And I know there's a lot of people who want to do it alone. Yeah, you can do it alone. I'm not saying there's nothing against doing it alone, but you're going to only go so far. If you want that freedom, if you want that uh, scaling capabilities of moving faster, moving with a team of 10 people or five people is better than one. So I always, I always recommend to all, all my people that, you know, create a team, you know, get a partner, you know, even having one business partner is a team itself too. You know, you don't have to go big. I'm not talking about hiring employees and assistants. I am just talking about get a partner or get some few people that you can hire if you can afford hiring someone and see where you can fill in the gaps. Because some, you know, some people might not have all the strength and you might have find a partner whose strengths are different than yours. So putting a team like that together will just help you in the long run.
1: That's definitely a uh, practical key to growing a business, I would say, right? Finding the right people to help you grow your business. Yeah. So, so are there any other practical advice to growing a business that you want to add into that?
0: man, uh, just growing a business in general is just keep educating yourself. I would say I, I put very a lot of my eggs into education because that's what taught me some of the strategies I know today. And uh, it just helps you overall. like whether it's the raising capital, if you want to sell someone something, having education on the product or having education in the field you're in, is the most important thing if you know where you're talking about then people will come people will buy your product people will give you money you know it's unlimited sky's the limit at that point you just want to know you want to be the master the expert in your field
1: Mm -hmm. awesome so uh one of the last questions i did want to ask is so for you specifically and since you started business at 12 and you know you're only 26 now and you've done already done all this awesome stuff financially um, what are your specific keys to success? Because I asked a few people this, and I get, uh, you know, I get different yeah. answers. There are some patterns, obviously, but yeah. I wanted to see what your specific uh, keys to success were.
0: Uh, I think mindset is number one. Having that positive mindset on a daily basis because people don't understand how powerful your mind is. Just one thought of being negative can change the result of your day. So being completely positive i know it, it takes practice i'm not saying it, it, you're just gonna automatically be positive we're human so we're gonna think negative here and there but just practicing to be positive throughout the days through every problem that you face will change the results um, so that's number one thing i would say second thing i would say is education again i keep going back to education because it's important for you to learn at every stage in your career no matter if you're like broke, no matter if you're a millionaire, or billionaire, you want to continue learning, you want to better yourself better your team, and continue uh, scaling your business and that's the only way you, that's going to happen. So I'll put um, education number two and then number three is having the confidence and motivation constantly. So just keep building your confidence because when someone sees you confident about your business, whether it's your own employees or, um, you know, a customer or investor, they want to see the confidence in you. If they don't see that, they're not going to feel comfortable. Like, I don't know, this guy's kind of hesitant. No, they want to feel like, Oh, this guy, he's ready. He's ready to roll. He's ready to keep going. So they want to feel that energy. So Mm -hmm. stay confident and, yeah, I would say those three are my main points.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. what about other ambitious friends, right? I think that would be a good one. Like. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Like- Actually, that's a good point. Uh, sorry, not to cut you off, but who you surround yourself with is very important. Uh, that plays a key part of your, you know, business life. You want to surround yourself with the right people. So, if you're surrounding yourself with friends who, you know, don't want to do much in life or keep thinking negative that's going to affect how you operate on a Mm day-to-day. So surrounding yourself with a group of people who are motivated, confident and doing good things in life or moving forward, you want to be surrounded by those people. So that way you kind of take on the same type of mentality. Mm
1: -hmm. And uh, the last thing would be the education point that you made. So um, I I just want to put in there, you don't have to have thousands of dollars to get more educated, you know, on taking all these classes that, from influencers that want to charge $3,000, $5,000, $10,000, uh, $10, whatever it is, like, the majority of what I learned, honestly, I, I learned in the library. Um, I learned on fucking YouTube or podcasts. You know, there's Absolutely. a lot of great podcasts out there, especially about yeah. almost every topic. Um, yeah. but so if you want to get more into stuff like business and uh, real estate investing and all this stuff, um, I would say, you know, do that. Also, find other people who are doing it. You know, growing your network is is another good way, right? So is that one of the things that you did? uh, Yeah, I mean,
0: uh, creating a network, like, I I was fortunate I came from entertainment. So my network just grew from being in the entertainment field. Like, I had a lot of clientele, kept meeting new people on a daily basis. But even now, uh, I put a lot of my priority on networking, uh, creating new relationships. Like, a lot of my, I, I travel quite often just to create new relationships across the country and different countries, because not just for making money, but those resources they could have or the impact you can make uh, in their lives. So having that network and uh, those connections will help you in business, life, and whatever you try to do.
1: And that's something I want to emphasize, too, because I see a lot of our generation, they do seem a little bit more afraid to meet other people, talk to other people, you know, get out there, you know, do do different things, you know, go to different places. Um, so what are some good ways to network, especially when you're first starting? Like I know like meetup.com is, pre- is a pretty good one for me. Uh, yeah. Toastmasters is obviously another good one, you know.
0: Yeah. I would, yeah. Those are good resources right there. I um, use meetups, um, find your local, say if you're in real estate, um, you want to network with other real estate investors, go to every single event, you know, prioritize to go to like two or three events a week. And even though some of them you might not make, create good relationships, but just get people's contact information. You never know at what point in your career that you'll actually use them. Um, so just creating that good relationship, try to help others. You know, don't always expect things uh, right. from them yeah. like just try to go out your way and help someone i think that goes a long ways um and they'll appreciate that and they'll, they'll remember that too later on in life and you know you don't get a, a return on every connection you make it's, it's all about kind of helping others and the more you help others the more you're going to get back in the future
1: so so uh, we'll, we're about to start wrapping it up right now, but um, I wanted to ask, are there any books that you recommend for people, you know, to develop their mindset, to get more educated about maybe personal development, any things like that, like books or anything?
0: Uh, you know, honestly, when I started, uh, well, I was 12 years old. I didn't, I grew up and not liking reading books. Um, so the first book I actually liked was The Secret. Um really? yeah the secret uh that's somehow got me connected and that's when I understood that look uh it's all about like whatever your thoughts you're generating in your head are going to impact your results and that's why I say like always stay positive and um that's why I've always that book will be always number one because that's what got me here today like that that created a chain of different books I needed um and I'm not saying there's not any better books. There's plenty of books out there that can teach you may, uh, many different uh, principles, but that one started it off for me. And um, I guess another book, or, or not even a book, it's an organization, Bigger Pockets. I, I mentioned this before. They helped me in real estate investing so much to where I learned pretty much everything from them. Like if you go on YouTube and type in Bigger Pockets, they have a bunch of videos on real estate investing how to flip the house how to analyze a deal so that's a a good um good uh tip from them
1: mm-hmm. all right awesome man so is there anything else that you would like to add to it or uh anything else you want to say or talk about to people of our generation that you know maybe they're starting from the bottom or even people who have made it already to a certain place in you know financially or in their life where they are set yeah is there anything yeah. you
0: want to add to that? um so one 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 more book i wanted to add to that list was go getter um, uh, go getter um is a book that for the people who i guess are coming from a lifestyle or coming from an age where they're more relaxed and they want to execute um that is a book where it'll teach you how how to make it happen execute and make it happen today don't wait till tomorrow um so I would definitely go and let me actually—I forgot the author's name. It's been a while since I read it, but I just remembered that. Um, it his name is by Peter Kane, The Go Getter by Peter Kane. Uh, I've I've read this many times. Uh, when I was first starting my business, and that really helped me stay motivated. Um, so like I said, like this, continue reading books is one key factor. Just uh, making yourself making yourself learn um just learning from different mentors and courses and any resource you can possibly get just learn try to get one item per resource and you'll be good you know as long as you continue staying learning and educating yourself so i mean just to wrap this up I, i would say just don't stop there's there's going to be a lot of obstacles that come your way, but you got to keep pushing through way. There's always going to be a solution out there. So no matter what problem you have, just keep pushing through there. Keep the big vision, create a vision board, you know, have your goals on paper, write them on a daily basis. All that is very important. Um, you know, writing down when you wake up or going, going to sleep and envisioning what your goals are is going to change your life. So if you do that on a daily basis, that's gonna really make a big
1: impact. Awesome, man. Well, other than that, that's it. Uh, hope everybody else liked this episode. And uh, where can people follow you at if they want to, you know, look at uh, what you're doing? You know, what if they want to invest with you, whatever it is? Where can people find you at? Yeah. So on uh, Instagram, they can.
0: My hashtag is Pratt's Empire. P R A T S M P I R E that's my hashtag. They can message me. Uh, I'll post, uh, I'll give you my email address too. If anyone's to email me, um, they can reach out. Uh, if you have any questions on how to get into real estate or have any questions on the actual investing side, if you have capital, want to invest with me, you know, please f- feel free to message me. Um, love to meet all, everyone. Uh, I'm here to make connections and relate relationships as well. So I'm looking forward to connecting with everyone.
1: Awesome, man. Well, I just want to thank you very much for coming on this episode. Uh, it's been a pleasure, man. And I hope everybody nah, is listening. It, yeah, I yeah, hope everybody is listening gets a lot of value from this. And um, I know you're busy, so I'm going to let you go and I'm going to uh, get back to work editing this stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Thanks. All right. Take care, everybody.